Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host. My name is Steph Sia. I am a digital content creator. I'm also a stripper. Yay, strip clubs are open again. And also, I was a former sugar baby many, 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 many moons ago. I have been doing this podcast for almost two years now, where I interview different sex workers of all different capacities and avenues uh, and, and angles to better explain um, and normalize what it is that we do and to destigmatize the industry. So, that's just a little bit about me. My apologies in advance. I got my second shot yesterday. So if I'm feeling or if I sound a little bit off, that's probably why I'm kind of battling through a little headache today. But I definitely want to press on <laughs> and get uh, our wonderful guest onto the show today and not reschedule because also there is a person that no showed uh, yesterday, which I'm going to call out and say that's not cool. If I invite you to be in my show or if you're pitching, especially this person is pitching to be in my show. If you're pitching to be on my show, please show up on time or at least let me know if you're not feeling it. If you've got cold feet, that's totally cool, but please don't waste my time. <laughs> anyway, spiel is over. Uh, our guest here is waiting very, very patiently and quietly. Um, the guest, <laughs> yes, and we have our little giggle here in the background. I have connected with Fandom goddess Vanessa Jolie, who is going to be talking to us about Fandom because I don't know why it's taken me this long to get Fandom on the show, but you know what? Better late than never, <laughs> three seasons in. And we're excited. To, I am excited to really talk about Fandom in a broad stroke because um, I feel this is a really, really hot and popular topic. So this treat this episode as a really brief overview because again with any kind of kink there's just so many topics to go down upon so Vanessa and I are going to really try to get to the nitty-gritty of it all in one fun hour so Vanessa are you there I am there I am here and I'm so happy to be on the show um <laughs> uh, just so excited that you invi invited me like I feel like I feel like famous now you know like this is a good thing <laughs> Oh, I'm really excited to be here. Um, yes. So I will say, um, I'm really excited to talk about them. I'm really, uh, I really want to answer everyone's questions. This is also like a subject that's kind of new to me because mm -hmm. I've only been into them for like literally five months. Wow. Um, so I'm excited to see what people have uh, to say, what people want to know. I know a lot of you out there don't understand really what the fetish is. Yes. So I'm <laughs> to be here talking about all that. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm like really, really glad that you were able to respond to my little Twitter request because I had basically, Good. yeah, because I was like, okay, like guys, I really need to do an episode of Fandom. Who are some people I can reach out to? And you responded right away. I had like fans basically request for you to be on the show. So yay to yeah. your your fans and fin <laughs> and subs to get you onto the show. So and I really think it's cool that, you know what, you're going to be providing your personal journey, your own perspective five months into the Fandom game. So like that's going to be really, really different from, say, someone that has had years of experience, which like honestly, this will probably be a multi-part episode down the line. So I'm just really curious to hear what your experience is like and because your experience is going to be just so different from everyone else's, right? So Totally. Cannot wait to get into it all, but before we get started, we, we need kind of, we need to kind of start from the beginning. So 
Who are you and what is it that you do in sex work? Alright, so I am Vanessa Jolie. Um, I am originally from Montreal and I have been living in beautiful Vancouver for about six years now. Yes. Um, so my <laughs> sex work journey, getting into sex work, that started a long time ago. Okay. So I originally started as an escort mm-hmm. and then um, I moved into content creating. Yes. Where I moved my business online totally mm-hmm. and that was with COVID. Yeah. And then once I started doing online content, I started getting more into Finda. Right. Um, so I can tell you guys the story of how I started into escorting. It's actually like a crazy story. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yes, Back please. in the days, like, I was always someone that was very adventurous, very spicy, you know. <laughs> I like doing things that others um, wouldn't necessarily like do with me mm-hmm. um so i was always very curious about escorting and i remember i was like probably like 16 oh, and i was wow. like googling um escorting and looking at their pictures and their website and i just thought like wow that lifestyle is like so cool yeah i was so into it and i was having you know a little bit of cold feet mm-hmm. until this one particular thing happened to me and this is even so crazy that I'm talking about it but back in the day I was about 18 I was like really naive I would literally believe anything that someone said to me <laughs> and I was hanging out with this guy and I liked him I thought he liked me we hang, hung out for a few times mm-hmm. and then I was like hey like you want to do you want to make some money like I have this thing you can do and basically the whole thing was a scam and oh. I should have never trusted him. Oh no. And I got scammed by him for like a thousand bucks. Oh fuck. But because it was my own fault, then I got in trouble with my bank and I had to pay that money back. Oh my god. So, yes, how crazy. No. So crazy thing is that two days later I was actually um, leaving for one of my first trip ever on my own with my girlfriends mm-hmm. um, that trip was paid for but now I was out of a thousand dollars that I owed to the bank I literally had nothing in my account he drained me with that scam oh god I wanted some money to you know like be under support tip people yeah um, the activities and I was like oh fuck what am I gonna do yeah <laughs> I knew this girl from um, high school mm-hmm. and I knew she was into escorting. Um, I knew she was into that type of world. So I reached out to her and I said, hey, listen, like, I'm in this pickle. Like, I need to make money. Like, I'm going to Cuba, like, in two days. Like, oh can you hook me up? What can I do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh um, so luckily for me, literally, the next day, she's like, all right, I'm going to pick you up 10 a.m. We're going to go to this hotel. I'm going to take your pictures, put your ads in line, and there you go, girl. So I'm like, okay. Oh Literally the next day, I met up with her, and that was my first day ever as an escort. What? So like, that was how I got into it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I remember, that day, I will remember that day forever. I made like $400, and like, as an 18-year-old, like, I didn't know anything else that would make me that kind of amount in that short, short of a time. amount of time. Yeah. And then here I was. I was set to go on my trip to Cuba the next day. Oh, my God. And then... Um, um, that was it. Like, I was so happy. I had a good day escorting. I was like, this is my lifestyle now. Yeah. This is my thing. I really loved it. 
I really, really loved it. And then obviously when I got back from my trip with my girlfriend, I had to pay the bank back, which mm-hmm. was about a thousand dollars. Right. And um, I, I literally made that in two days and I was like, all right, I'm sold. This is what I'm going to do now. I'm an escort. I love this. You're hooked. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so incredible. Wow. Well, yeah. such a turn of events too. Like I love yes. how you like change, you turn things around from like what could have been, I mean, what was a really negative and like scarring event, you know, in terms of like getting scammed and then like turning into like, well, this is my career now. This is what's going to happen. This is what I'm going to do. That's so cool. Yeah. And whoever this guy is, like, um, bless his soul, because, like, I am who I am today, kind of, like, because of him in a way. So I really mm-hmm. see it as, like, a blessing in disguise. Totally. Um, yeah. That's incredible. And how long were you escorting for? And this is still in Montreal then. Yeah, so I originally started in Montreal, and then I escorted all over Canada. Wow. I also uh, worked in Japan. So when wow. I started, I was 18. Yeah. And then I've been doing sex work on and off. Like, I've taken, like some years break, go to school, do other things. But yeah, I've been into sex work ever since I was 18. Wow, that's so incredible. Okay, tell us about you escorting in Japan. What is that like? And how did you even like get hooked up with that gig? Like, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) International. Well, my goal to go to Japan was to visit one of my girlfriends who lives there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, um, well, I might as well just try to find clients and see if I can pay back for my trip and you know just have a fun time so I didn't really go just for work Mm -hmm. I wanted to just pay back my trip experience working in another country Mm -hmm. and it really went well like I just I guess did my research saw what website worked out there and uh, just did the same thing that I was doing in Canada wow and I really liked the culture out there I really had a great time and met a few people no it's definitely something I will always remember so cool but was it really difficult with the language barrier at all or like getting set up at all like tell us a bit more I'm so curious like I haven't had anyone talk about like sex work in Japan so this is like super super cool and interesting to me (laughs) so actually most of my clients well all my clients that I met in Japan were speaking English so we communicate in English because like I don't know any Japanese Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so I think that if somebody would have only spoke Japanese, I don't know how it would have been before, <laughs> but luckily enough, no, everyone spoke English. You know what? I cool. even met somebody that was from Vancouver down what? there. Like, what a small world. Tiny world. The world is so small. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I didn't have any language barrier. Th- thankfully, all my clients spoke English. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I also speak French. Um, yes. I did speak French with some clients out there too. Cool. So no, everything went really good and um, just posted my ad out there. In advance, like I think I posted like a month in advance and had some true bookings lined up and yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, look at you. <laughs> so organized, such a smart worker. This is like awesome. Maybe you're going to be inspiring some of the listeners here as well. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course with touring, like that's obviously a thing that escorts do especially like nowadays um and also because vancouver is expensive but tell us a little bit about touring yeah so i used to love touring so i haven't toured in very long but i used to tour maybe like once a month Mm -hmm. once every two months okay and my thing was not um, i don't like touring for like long and long periods of time okay so what i would do is mostly like one week tour or like a four-day tour type of thing 
So I would love going to like Alberta, Calgary, Edmonton, great cities. I would always go to Calgary Stampede yes. um, year after year. It was so a fun. great time for me. Always really busy. Yes. Um, I like touring in Canada, you know, because I love Canada. It's a great country. I feel comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've worked in Montreal, Toronto, Kamloops, Kelowna, Whistler. You know, I did a bunch Everywhere. of cities. Yeah. Is it, is it like really difficult to like when you set your tour dates, is it really difficult to get those bookings or is it pretty like the supply and demand is, is there? Well, I will touch on wood. I've never lost money on a tour. Yeah. I think the key is like to advertise in advance, have right. a presence online. Like, you know, I have my Twitter, my Instagram, all those things are like great tools to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. Um, post, yeah, really post your ads in advance, get the word out there, get deposits. And yes. luckily for me, I've never had any issue with touring. It was always busy. And once I get out there, also, it all, always picks up. Mm, yeah, um, totally. That's so cool. So cool. Like, do you ever miss escorting? Because now, like, you've switched over full-time to online content creation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a tough question because, like, the both are so different. But sometimes I do miss escorting. Like, I do miss the connection that I have with my clients. Mm -hmm. And, like, I do miss the activities that we've done. Like, there's things I would have never experienced if it wasn't to escorting. Mm -hmm. Like, I just love when we go for dinner or like we'll go to the museum or go like snowmobiling and like all these cool things. Um, I've even been on trips before. So like all those connections and like those special moments that like you create, like sometimes you really build connections with people for a long amount of time and they kind of like become your like family in a way, you know, you know so much about them. They know a bit about you too. So I do miss that part, connecting with people, getting dressed up. That's something that I love to do and I think I'll always miss in a way. But online has been really good too. Mm -hmm. And I feel that for me in the pandemic and with what's going on in the world, the safe way for me to work was from home and just totally switch. That's literally the only reason why I'm not an escort anymore is because I just didn't feel comfortable being in close contact Mm -hmm. with people, being around people. Right. And so literally from one day to the other, I moved everything online and I haven't looked back. Wow. That's like a big move because like I know so many people that struggled during co- I mean COVID's still going on but like like last year especially when we were deep yes. into it like really struggling they never had an online presence trying to switch everything over like what was that process like for you or was it something you were already kind of slowly building because you already had like an exit plan from that type of sex work um, I would say it was kind of a new thing for me. I already had my Twitter presence. I was already on Twitter, so I knew how that worked. But, like, I literally didn't even know what, like, OnlyFan was. Or, like, oh, my gosh. Wow. What custom was. Or I didn't know, like, you could sell pictures and videos. I had no idea about, like, this whole online world. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, really a change, and it was really sudden. But I think because I already was a little bit on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, that really helped me, like, helped me grow because people already knew a little bit about me and my name and my ads were out there Um, I just had to kind of relearn everything yeah yeah it's and it's like a huge learning curve too huge it was it was I literally um had to you know get all my equipment understand how OnlyFan works there's you know there's a bunch of other platforms out there as well kind of similar to OnlyFans and 
I had to learn about that from the get-go. And, you know, I'm still learning about it every day. Like, I still, mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. And I've only been at it for probably, like, a, what, a year and a half, two years now, this online thing. Yeah. So there's still so much out there that I don't know. That's incredible. I mean, like... <laughs> In general, we're always constantly learning. There's always going to be some new app or like some new feature and stuff that we can learn from. So don't feel too bad. (laughs) We're all students, right? (laughs) We are. So I guess like right now you, yes, you are primarily a content creator. So I think I peeped on your links. It's OnlyFans and Sex Panther. Yes. Tell us about- so I have a free OnlyFans, I have um, a paid OnlyFans, yes. and then a sex mentor, and I also I also do, give, like, private experience, so, like, on, uh, on kick and stuff, like, right. I'll do, like, one-on-one sessions as well, online. Right. right, yeah, like, and how, like, tell us about, like, your, the content that you post, or the content that you give to your fans, that you provide to your fans, because, like, everyone's a little bit different, like, in terms of, like, their branding, their personality and stuff, if you want to share. Yeah, so when I first started OnlyFans, like, I didn't really feel comfortable, like, showing everything. I mm-hmm. did show my face for the longest time, too. Mm. Um, that was something that really happened during COVID. I started showing my face um, yeah. since I moved my business online. Okay. So, at first, I wasn't showing much. Like, the, it was about boobs. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and your boobs are amazing. Can I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> and... As I got into it more and more, then I started being more comfortable, like, opening up Mm -hmm. and showing, you know, all the parts and all that stuff. Yeah. So I really do um, some nude content, you know, like, solo, Mm -hmm. um, all that type of stuff. Um, That's what I provide. And then now I do a little bit of film content as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I do everything on my own, just me and my body. And that's great. <laughs> Amazing. Like, did, did you find, um, did you see that there was like maybe a difference when you started revealing your face? Because I know obviously it's a safety um, issue too. And that's something you probably learned when you're escorting is to conceal your uh, your face and, your, and like keep um, anonymous, right? And practice that anonymity. When you decided to show your face, like, did you see, was there an increase in bookings or an increase in more fans or anything at all or was it kind of the same so i didn't show my face at all when i was escorting mm-hmm. um, so i can't like really compare to that for bookings but then the online thing it was like a 360 for me really I was like, why didn't i do that sooner yeah like, my face is a money maker it's not just the boobs anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool so yeah literally when i started showing my face like i really saw my sales go up more fans more inquiries, more customs. And I think like with online content, you can tell a lot within the eyes, within the smile. Yes. And it really made a difference for me. And for me, it was such a relief, like showing my face. It was kind of a personal reason. I feel like I had all this weight on my shoulder mm. and I wanted to take it off, put my face out there and just be out. And it really, really felt good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I love it. This is who I am. This is what I do. I'm not ashamed of it, and I'm beautiful, so why wouldn't you want to see my face? Exactly. Well said, well said. Um, I wanted to kind of pivot the conversation to the main bulk of the episode, which I'm sure everyone is dying to hear about, but it's all about Findom, and I wanted to hear, like, how did you get introduced to Findom? Like, what was your introductory point? Because, like, it's such a, it's a hot 
fetish <laughs> as we all know like yes there's opportunities to make a lot of money um but it is still it's still a kink and there's still a, a lot of responsibility that comes with it which we're going to get into it later but tell us about like your story in terms of like how do you how did you land in fandom yeah so for me um it all started from being on twitter and a lot of my advertising for my OnlyFans and my online site was on Twitter. And mm-hmm. the more I spend time on Twitter, the more uh, other sex workers I would start talking to, engaging with their posts. Yes. And like, then I started seeing more fandom posts out there. So other financial dominatrix mm-hmm. uh, would be posting on Twitter, getting their stuff paid for, um, all that mm-hmm. luxurious finish. And I thought, wow, like that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're doing it, why can't I do it too, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I started following all of these financial dominatrix, seeing what they were posting, what type of words they were using. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know what fandom was. It's kind of like a hard concept to grasp sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I started doing a lot of research online and I started reading as much articles as I could get my hands on and just trying to understand more what the fetish was and how to go about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, what really pushed me though to like start fandom um i decided to get some coaching good some yeah personalized coaching awesome. which i totally recommend mm-hmm. um i reached out to this dominate this financial dominatrix who's lucky located in new york okay and she's kind of like pervy like me i thought she was doing well and i just thought you know what i'm gonna hop into her dms yes ask her if she wants to coach me what's her fee okay yeah. i want to know what's going on <laughs> and that was awesome because, you know, all those articles that you can read is great, but I wanted something that I could ask questions about things that I didn't know. Right. I wanted to be kind of like in contact with her. And still to this day, we still talk. Oh, amazing. Um, so cool. Yeah, so she really helped me get started out there. And I've got other coaching ever since as well, mm-hmm. which I think um, I would definitely buy more coaching in the future too. I just think... It's a great way to learn and have more like of a personalized experience. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that we like we haven't touched a lot on the podcast too is is coaching. And that's like a really, really great tool and resource for you to learn from people that are actually doing whatever type of sex work it is that you're interested in or want to get into. So yeah, thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, so then you had this mentor that kind of showed you the ropes and when did you start to embark on your own or was it like after coaching or during coaching that you started to kind of advertise your fandom services or how did you go about doing that? Yeah, so during coaching, basically what I did, what is really important is like having all your payment links like out there mm-hmm. for people to see and um, like I personally asked for a tribute yes. before talking to someone so that was really important to have that out there and once my payment links were organized on all i use allmylinks.com yes then i was ready to just kind of like start getting into it so i literally made a tweet and i was like all right guys you know me as this content creator but like now i want to dabble into fandom Mm. and that's always something that interests me and here are my payment links send me money (laughs) so that was literally 
how I got started. <laughs> Amazing. And also, I forgot to mention, too, and I should have done this in the beginning, um, there are a lot of non-sex workers that listen to the show as well. So perhaps um, if you wanted to provide a definition of what Findom is, <laughs> I feel like we should have done this in the yes. beginning. Yeah, Please go ahead. That, that, first, that was my that's Yes. Yeah. So the best way I can explain it to someone is that financial domination, it's a type of fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are so many fetishes out there. This one has to do with money. Yes. And it's where somebody who's submissive likes giving, giving his money to a dominant person, whether yes. it, it would be cash or gifts. So basically, I get paid to be beautiful and exist. Isn't that great? I love it. Who doesn't want to do this, right? (laughs) Exactly. So some of like the relationship I have with my subs, um, it can also include other fetishes such as like verbal abuse or humiliation. Yes. So it's a total power exchange. I mean, there's people out there that likes to be dominated in a financial way and it's all about submitting and giving control away basically mm-hmm. yeah and like it's really interesting because like yes there's a lot of buzz around fandom right now too and like there's a lot of negative connotations about fandom too in terms of like you know there's just greedy people like gold digging women that do it but no it's it really is a fetish it's something that's real it's like it's People get off of this, <laughs> you yes, know. <laughs> there's people out there, you know. The people like so many things, so, have so many fetishes. This is actually a fetish that some people are looking for and are enjoying. And mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, like I get paid to be who I am, and I get paid for my time, and it's nothing different than any anything else. Yes, exactly. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> um, another <laughs> thing that I wanted you to define for the non or people that aren't into kink at all, what is a tribute? So a tribute, the best way I can put it to me, is a form of respect. So Mm -hmm. there are so many people out there that, you know, would chat you up for free or or have no intention (laughs) in paying you or all that stuff. So to me, a tribute, it shows me that you respect my time, you respect me, and you want to show me that you're serious about having a relationship. So Mm -hmm. I will literally not give anyone the time of the day unless they've sent a tribute. Right. Yes, exactly. So basically, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Weed out like the the time wasters and the fakes and the scammers, basically. Yes, because there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> it's a lot. There is too many out there. So, so it's many. Like, no, your time is precious, and you gotta show me that you want to serve. You gotta show me that you're serious. So you gotta send the tribute first and foremost. Yeah, it's basically like um like a subs type of like verification. It it's a way to um, establish trust by paying like a small amount of money, and as you said, to demonstrate, okay, I am really serious about this. I want to serve you. Yes. Right. And like, I know people have questions like, how much does it cost? Um, like, I know that probably varies from Findom to Findom. Did you want to go a little bit about that in terms of pricing? Yeah. So like my tribute personally is $30 mm-hmm. to approach me, but you can make it as little or as big as you want. You know, there's really no rules out there. Just do what feels right for you. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's Basically, the first payment that they have to offer is $30. And then that's when I'll get to know a sub 
So mm-hmm. once they provide that tribute, that's when I'll actually get to know them a bit. Yeah. Get to know what they're into, what their kinks are. And, you know, it's also very important to ask them, like, what they don't like and what's their hard nose and if they have any limits and any names that they like to be called and all that stuff. So that's what I do after the first tribute. Yeah, yeah. After that, it depends. Like, I've worked with people of, like, all budget. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of my relationship, it consists, like, of one type of payment. Okay. So maybe they'll reimburse me for something I bought, whether it's like a meal or a new pair of leggings or something. Mm-hmm. And then I have subs where they pay me daily or weekly transfer of money. Um, sometime I go over people's like finances oh, and okay. then I know exactly, you know, how much they make, how much they spend and what on and how much they can afford to give me. Mm-hmm. So it's really a hard question to say, like, how much does it cost to like talk to a financial dominatrix i feel like as long as you have the first tribute Mm -hmm. then you're good to get started and um you know i'll I'll take your two dollars i'll take your five dollars i mean i'll take your thousand dollars yeah as long as i'm making money for existing whether it's two dollars ten dollars a thousand dollars it's a win and it's money i didn't have yesterday exactly i love that outlook And I really like and appreciate you sharing your process too because I, I feel a lot of the time people don't uh, understand or know that there is a bit of prep work after that first tribute that, that you go over like what their limitations would be, what their boundaries are and, yes. and stuff like that. Like I think that's really, really important to mention. So yeah, and a lot of um, what I do, since it has to do, um, you know, some people are into just giving you money, reimbursing your stuff mm-hmm. um, for no reason, really. Like, um, you don't even need to talk to them. They're just like, hey, here's $15, like your smoothie is on you. But then there's other people who like um, sessions. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like either a texting or like making videos for them. So I feel it's important to know what people like and people don't like. So, you know, people, there's some people out there who like to be called losers, but mm-hmm. don't assume that everyone likes to be called a loser yeah. or whatever it is. So I feel like it's so important to go over that prep and what they like and what they don't like. Totally. Like, I know some fandoms, they use like forms or contracts that really outline the boundaries, safety rules, conditions, punishment, like discipline, stuff like that. Um, is this something that you personally adopt as well, or is it more of just a conversation? So for me, I like to have a conversation. Also, I'm still so new to it, you know, only five months in. Yeah. Um, I like to know the sub kind of like more on a conversation messaging, you know mm-hmm. what they're about, and then I'll have my little notes and have that written out about everyone. So I know every of you sub what they're into, what they're not into, and then just go from there. Yeah, like there's, it's like my mind is so blown right now. There's so many different types of payment methods and so many different types of subs and like how they want to pay you money. Like it doesn't ever get difficult keeping up with all of your pay pigs and your, and your subs? Um, I don't see it as like difficult, mm-hmm. um, just a little bit time consuming, you know? Mm, yes. At the end of the day, this is work like this is my job and (laughs) um people have different needs Uh, but i don't really see it as difficult i see it as um you know it's work and i gotta keep up with people and you know what some people like will send me money and literally like not talk to me 
Yeah, um, that's another thing too. So, so I don't have to keep up with everyone. And like, you know, if you want to talk to me and like take my time, then you got to pay for that. And that right. first tribute, that's not going to cover that. I'll just cover the basics. Yeah. Now, if you want my time, you want to chat with me, you want me to make videos for you, then you got to pay um, more money. So I feel that, no, I don't really have a hard time keeping up with people. That's really cool. Just, um, yeah, yeah. I have so many questions. <laughs> what are your most common requests then? Or like if you can kind of bulk them all into like, um, I guess if you're category, if you're categorizing them, what are the most common subs that you have? Like what are they asking for if you don't mind sharing? Okay, so the most um, things that I get is um, pretty much reimbursement and opportunities. Mm-hmm. So post online that I bought this, so I'm going for dinner, and that you know you should pay for me because I'm too hot, and I should have. I I don't need to pay for this. You can. <laughs> <I love laughs> That's it. your job, you know, yeah. <laughs> as my personal wallet. <laughs> so um, most of those are great because. I'll say like, oh, I'm going for dinner, like send me $50 mm-hmm. and then somebody will send $50 and then on that $50 that I'm spending, let's say out, someone else will reimburse that. So I'm basically making money to spend money. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This makes sense because, to me. And the, because, you know, one person can reimburse me and then someone else will reimburse and someone else and there's really no limit. Yeah. So I do make most of my money that way. And then the other thing I get asked the most probably would have to do with like humiliation yes. and like um, verbal abuse. I do have a lot, a lot of that. So mm-hmm. basically, I'm just making videos, you know, insulting mm-hmm. them with whatever words they told me was okay to use for them. Right. And um, telling me, um, and then you know, asking them to keep spending on me, and it, it's really kind of like a mind fuck thing, you know? Yeah, it totally you know, you is. You want to keep them addicted, and it's like this whole mind thing that keeps them coming back in the words that you use, mm-hmm. um, and then basically I'll just keep sending videos until um, until they don't have money anymore to spend that day. Fun. So are you working with, I guess this will depend on your fin subs, but are you working with like a daily budget or a weekly budget or whatever X budget it is? Or, or how does that work? Cause I know sometimes they don't have a limit, but sometimes it's really good to have that boundary, right? Yeah. So I like to ask people, um, kind of like what's their budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, let's say some people like only, have, let's say they have a five dollar budget then they can't pay for my coffee that day but mm-hmm. uh, there's no talking that goes into it there's no nothing yeah um i i do like knowing what people budgets are and like how much money they can afford to spend let's say like that day and then i'll just work within that budget mm-hmm. um, i also like to know like monthly yeah what's the budget so i know kind of like how to space it out during the month yeah so wow. yeah there's a lot of planning involved. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> there is a lot of planning. As you said, like it can be like quite a lot of work, but like very fulfilling work, obviously. <laughs> yes. I wonder, like, because you mentioned, like, you mentioned earlier, like, okay, I'm gonna keep sending these videos so they can keep paying. Yeah. Do you have any tricks to, or not tricks, but like strategies in terms of like getting and and um, reeling in long term clients? 
or because obviously like and this doesn't only go to fandom subs but this also goes for like say only fan subs too like what what are your strategies in, in that if you want to share yeah so a good way to like keep people with you and you know keep spending money on you um i would say is like be consistent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know if somebody has sent me like thousands of dollars like like it's great to know how they're doing too outside of what we like the session yeah and yeah get to know them a little bit too and be interested in a little bit in what they do and just getting to know each other a little bit yeah um, but i would say like just consistency just consistency and keep updating you know be active on twitter be active on only fans um i i post every day on only fans yes uh, i also post every day on twitter mm-hmm. and just you know, when somebody is attached to you, it's because they like your personality, they like who you are, mm-hmm. they like what you're about. Yes. Um, so I have a lot of subs that have been with me for a very, very long time because they like who I am. So let your personality shine in what you do and what you post. I would say, like, I'm always myself. Yeah. 100%. So that's my main, main thing. Yeah, because it's really all about relationship building. That's basically yes. what it boils down to, right? Yes. Like they're paying for you. They want to get to know you. They want to know what your personality is, right? So like yeah. that's that's a really, really great point. Another thing that you mentioned too that just like caused a light bulb in my head too was the notion of aftercare, as you mentioned, like to check in outside of the session or check in after you say drain their wallets. Can you tell us a little bit on how you practice or exercise aftercare in in the Findom sphere? Yeah, so aftercare is actually really important because, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you do a lot of verbal abuse. Yes. Um, you tell people things that, you know, are a little bit crazy. So you want to make sure they're doing okay mentally afterwards too and that you don't just, like, broke them and then leave yeah. them out there. Yeah. You, know? you want to make sure they're doing okay. So, like, hey, how did you enjoy the session? And, like, what are you doing afterwards? And how do you feel? And, like, mm-hmm. just, you know, having that little bit of more, like, realistic like conversation with them mm-hmm. afterwards and making sure that they're okay and that you guys are on the same page because that'll keep make them want to come back you know you don't want to just like broke them and leave them out there and then they're like never want to speak to you again yeah yeah because it was too much so yes. you want to make sure that they're doing okay and that you know they enjoyed the session and that everything was up to their expectations mm-hmm. and then you know ask them what they're doing later and Great, you know, it was a business with you next time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because, like, I mean, with the little research that, I mean, I did do a lot of research. <laughs> but, like, with the research that I was doing, too, like, sometimes some new fandoms or just, or, or, or bad fandoms would just abandon their fansubs after, which is really, really, really dangerous, you know, for their emotional well-being. So, um, yes. yeah, like, there's a lot of care that also goes into this into this fetish yeah because at the end of the day like this is supposed to be like something that's pleasurable mm-hmm. um, you know and it's supposed to be people get off on that so it's supposed yeah. to be something pleasurable something that you enjoy and i feel that by doing aftercare it shows that you know you care about them too in a way um mm-hmm. and it's really important and that you take it seriously as well yeah like i think there's just and like why fandom gets a bad rap is that there's just so much misconception about like oh these women don't care about their subs and like 
part of it is, is like it's a role that we're playing. It's a role during yes. that time, right? So and that's the thing. If you break somebody on the first time that you talk to to them and you know they never want to speak to you again, mm-hmm. then you won't have a good relationship with them. And the goal here is that they keep paying you for as long as they can. So I'd rather work on um, building a strong relationship, strong connection, and then maybe they'll pay me for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, so it's all about people coming back to you and keeping spending on you and making sure they're taking care of it. It's a relationship. So you got to maintain it and you got to do the work as well yes you gotta nourish you gotta nourish it a yes, little bit you gotta too. Your relationships at the end of the day like um it, the people that come back to you is like your bread and butter yes so if you break 100%. everyone after one section and they can never afford to come back to you or it's just too much for them to handle then you're not doing a really good job you gotta nourish it and make sure that they come back and then you'll be paid for the rest of your life. So it's worth making the extra time to do that aftercare and you know, yeah. being understanding and kind too. There you go. There you go. And I guess like with that, um, I want to know in your own opinion, what are the differences between a good and a bad fandom? Well, I feel that someone who is good at fandom uh, will research the themes, research what they're getting into. They will make Mm -hmm. sure that they get to know what the sublime likes, what he doesn't like. Right. Um, And then they'll do aftercare afterwards. Um, I feel like somebody who, you know, like there's so much to learn out there. So obviously we all have made mistakes and it's okay. I just feel like as long as you learn from your mistakes, then you'll, you'll better yourself. And then for someone who's, you know, bad in phenomenon, yeah, all those things, like, don't do your research, you don't really know what the kinks are, no aftercare, um, all that stuff, I would consider not very good. Not very good, yeah, just a little bit, like, negligent and, like, careless in general, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And this can go towards, like, in general, um, just as a broad stroke with, like, general domination as well those types of relationships like there's a lot of um overlap because this is like a subcategory of um domination so good to note (laughs) um i do like i know this topic is already like it's so big and there's 20 million questions i'll have to do another episode on this but there's also a bunch of questions that came in for you (laughs) as well so i wanted to make (laughs) there we go okay perfect so we're gonna go right into q a we're just gonna dive right in both feet in and we're gonna start off with a bit of a banger here so this is and i already i already briefed you on this question earlier but do you feel bad that you can't even pay a cup of coffee for yourself? For me? For you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not It's not the fact that I can't pay it. Yeah. It's the fact that why should I have to when someone else is out there who's willing to pay for it? Yes. Why yes. would I use my own money when I can use someone else? I'll keep my money and I'll do something else with it, you know? Yes. <laughs> who are willing to pay for your stuff so way smarter to keep your money and get other people that are into this type of fetish to pay for it 100 percent. and like this is coming from someone who obviously doesn't understand how the fetish works because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's phrased in such a negative connotation <laughs> so yes. but i'm sure you get questions like that all the time on twitter and everywhere 
like um surprisingly i don't really get a lot of negative questions or hate or any of that and the thing is like i've been making money with my charms ever since you know i was really young so for me to make money as who i am as a woman and who i am like is a win in my books like we we're all out there you know just trying to make it through the day and if i can use you know my personality my body and everything that that god has already gave me then it's great then why not (laughs) why not (laughs) okay so here's another question does she offer paid coaching um so like i don't offer paid coaching just because i feel like you know i'm only five months in like there's still so much i would like to learn and stuff so if Mm -hmm. anyone has any question you know just hit me up i'll chat you up for free um give you a little bit of advice and i can then recommend you some of the other girls that i've paid for paid coaching yeah did did you want to share who you've gone to or if not we can take this part out (laughs) yes so here let me just go on my twitter give everyone a shout out give some love to the Fendom community, because <laughs> there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of you guys yeah. out there. So I did reach out first to um, Spoil Mia on Twitter. So that's S-P-O-I-L-M-I-A-A. Okay. Um, so I reached out to her first, um, had a chat with her, got some fake coaching. Awesome. And then there's that other um, that other financial dominatrix. I suspect her OnlyFans. Basically, she has her whole OnlyFans is like how you get into fandom oh cool um, like where to get your subscribers kind of like she gives you the rundown on it um i believe it's about like 30 dollars usd okay um and her only fans is victoria so it's v i i i i c t o r i i a a Okay. Um, that's the way she goes on OnlyFans. So I just basically paid for that, and that one is also really great. So those are the two I got so far. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Like, I'm always, like, an, an advocate for just trying to help as many people in our community as you can, especially if this is something you want to get into. So feel free to reach yeah. out. <laughs> you may get some yeah, DMs I might, later. I might bully men for money, but I'm actually, like, a really nice person, and I would love to help anyone who has any questions, you know, just reach out to me. I'm a nice girl, I promise. <laughs> I definitely think so. Like, it's coming out and just the, the way you've been speaking with me this entire interview, so <laughs> reach out to <laughs> Vanessa. Don't be shy. She doesn't bite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Only, only, only if you ask me to and pay me for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we had another person that wrote in, in terms of, like, uh, what are some of the reasons for wanting this service and how much would it cost? So I know we briefly went over um, how tricky that is to kind of break that down. But um, if you want to answer the question, you can. So I think a lot of people that goes um, like that seek my service are kind of like just curious about it. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of like newbies and stuff that I guess maybe read about it or watch some videos and they would like to dabble into it as well but I also feel like a lot of people maybe might um be like in a really powerful position in their everyday life mm-hmm. and that they get to make very important decisions and be in control and be that person so maybe in their sexual life they like to be dominated and have that whole other aspect of it yeah I hear that so often and just having yeah. that pa- that power exchange because that's not something that they're used to in their day-to-day yeah. life yeah so they want to experience that other side as well yeah that's totally possible for sure 
Um, and this came from a, a fellow sex worker. Uh, which sites do you recommend to advertise or gain traction as a newbie to online dom work? Yeah, so internet is your friend. Basically, yeah. there are subs everywhere. Like, there is yeah. people everywhere. Um, so I feel like the more platforms you create, you have a better way of reaching more and more people. But personally, what has worked best for me mm-hmm. is Twitter. Yes. And yes. then my paid and free OnlyFans, I get a lot of subs from that. Um, and then if you want to get started, like, a good tip is um, once you make, like, a post let's say mm-hmm. I'll always write at the end or if I feel like it like I'll, I'll write like uh Findom or like Findom Canada not the hashtag okay not the hashtag because those can get you like shadow ban and anyways it's yes. a whole other story but just the word so like Findom Canada Findom um and then you can use other terms such as like pay pigs human mm-hmm. ATM um all these type of words, if you put at the bottom of the tweet, will help you reach a bigger audience. Because if someone is looking on Twitter, let's say, and they type the word Finnum, then your tweet might show up. They yes. might like who you are and tribute you and reach out to you. There we go. Yeah, like those keywords and just in, in general in marketing, those keywords are super, super, super important. So, yes. um, yeah, be sure to use a lot of those common common phrases that you would find in Findom, as you mentioned, like PayPig, um, FinSub. Human ATM, FinSub, um, yeah. you know, whale sub. Whale sub um, <laughs> all, all these words are a good way to get started if you're new and just get more visibility. For sure. For sure. Great advice. <laughs> And this one is not related to Findom, but I guess this is a question for you personally. But is it easy to notice when an ex or a friend or family member or coworker subscribes to your OnlyFans? Has this ever happened to you? Yeah, actually, um, I have a bunch of people from my high school subscribe to my OnlyFans. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and unless, <laughs> unless, they, um, unless they put their name, like, on their profile mm-hmm. it'll just be like username like one two three four so you can't yeah. really know who's who you know unless they change their name and they put it out there um, it had happened to me but you know what i'm an open book mm-hmm. you want to see what i'm about you want to see what i do if i know you in my personal life like i don't want to get bothered by it so it no. has happened to me and you know some of these guys it's like obviously i don't want to Pay you I don't want to talk to you for free yeah so why don't you just go ahead and pay me to see my stuff like yeah. I said, you know I'm not out here trying to talk to any guys from my high school for free so they should go and subscribe <laughs> to my own fans if they want my attention yeah I think that's great like do you ever feel weird about it because this has happened to me so many times and I think it's just really funny but like how do you feel if you feel anything at all it really doesn't bother me and some of mm-hmm. these people that I know in my personal life like they actually give me a lot of money so why not yeah yeah <laughs> totally that money. <laughs> I've had like so many like friends and like old co-workers that have subscribed to my OnlyFans like recently oh my gosh this is so this is a, t- a side note this is a tangent but I also have like a yeah. vanilla job right and I'm looking yeah. for extra work and then one of my recruiters that I know from a few years ago he messaged me and he's like, oh, I have like this opportunity, like we should grab a coffee and we, sh- we should go over the position, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, let's talk about it. And then at the very end of like all the business corporate talk, 
He's like, I have a confession to make. And I was like, okay, what is it? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. He was like, I subscribe to your OnlyFans. And I'm like, oh, my God. I just, oh my god yeah no i totally and then you get kind of like taken back a bit from it and then you're yeah. like good now you know yeah your money is mine now it's in my bank account <laughs> exactly and this person just keeps tipping me and i'm yeah. like okay like this is great like i don't i personally don't feel weird about it i know some people would feel weird especially if you're not out like i'm out you're out but yeah, yeah like it, i just think it's hilarious <laughs> And I think a lot of people, like, I have really great subs that, like, on my OnlyFans and stuff that, like, I personally know. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I think they like this kind of, like, girl next door. Like, they know you. And, yeah. you know, they have this, I guess, connection to you. And they feel like it's, I don't know, they just like it. Totally. So stay subscribed. <laughs> yeah, stay subscribed, friends. Like, <laughs> like I, just, I personally think it's great if my friends subscribe to my OnlyFans because it's like, okay, well, we support you. Like, I know you're not being pervy. Yeah. Right? It's not a, not a big deal in my opinion. <laughs> okay, back to fandom questions. So, um, do you ever regret financially abusing any of your clients? And do you see it as abuse? Well, I don't. I know, like, I do verbal um, abuse and humiliation, but mm-hmm. I don't feel bad about it because in the process, they're the one who reached out to me for this service. Yes. And that's something that turns them on and that's something that they're interested in. So mm-hmm. I don't feel bad for providing a specific service that someone is looking for. No. And I will never feel bad about that. No, you um, shouldn't. There's all sort of kinks out there. Yeah. And people forget in kink, like, consent is involved in this. Yes. Yes. Consent is important. And, you know, whether I make... Um, you know, my money with Findom or from escorting or something. Mm-hmm. It's always somebody that's reaching out to me for a yes. service I offer. So I'm just providing what people want, what people are looking for. So how can I feel bad about that? <laughs> exactly. You can't feel bad about it because, again, as I said before, consent is involved. You're in the subspace. Like, you are in a session sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then you are playing a specific role. Like, and then outside of that, then... You know, then you have, like, as you said, your aftercare and all that stuff, too. So, yeah. again, like, I feel like this person's not really quite understanding um, how the fetish works. But hopefully, if you are listening, this can explain things a little bit better. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and this has come from one of your fans. So, uh, not related to Findom or anything, but for you personally. Do you think too many women have surgery to change their appearance? I've never seen anyone who looks better for getting fake lips, for example. Uh, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I remember this question. Okay, yes. so this is actually really funny because I personally have lips injections. Yes. And I personally, like, have done Botox. And I used to have, like, long-ass nails and, like, hair extensions and, like, my eyelashes were done all the time. So... To me, it's funny because at this point, I guess this person just didn't realize I had work done. Yes. Um, (laughs) But no, I think everyone should do whatever they feel comfortable with. And if it's going to make you feel more confident and better about yourself, go for it. You know, I think plastic surgery is a way to better yourself in a way. So if Mm -hmm. it's something that makes you happy, do it. And at the end of the day, all the work that I do on myself is for me. It's not really for others. It's because I think it's beautiful and it makes me feel better and you know, um, more confident, go go for it. There's nothing wrong with doing surgery or not doing surgery. You just got to do what makes you feel happy. Totally. And like at the end of the day, it's like really none of your business because it's not your body. 
So whatever these people want to do, they can do it however they want to enhance their looks or enhance the body part. Like, it doesn't matter. And I feel, again, like, with men, they just, like, don't know. know. (laughs) (laughs) You just don't don't know. I'm getting my lips done. Yeah, you think it's natural? Like, (laughs) (laughs) You think those juicy lips are natural? I will say one one of the natural things is my boobs. I never got my boobs done. But the lips, the hair, nothing natural here. (laughs) No, sorry to burst your bubble, but... (laughs) Yeah. Men. Yeah. Men are just so funny. Um, I guess, I mean, that's, you. we just like went through all those questions. Uh, it's time for me to let you promote yourself at all the links, all your social media, any websites you want us to go to, anything at all. Please use this opportunity to market yourself and go. Awesome. So you can find me on allmylinks.com slash slash Vanessa Jolie. Mm-hmm. Um, my Twitter handle is Vanessa Jolie underscore. My Instagram is the Vanessa Jolie. And my OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com slash Vanessa Insensored. Again, all of those links are on allmylinks.com slash Vanessa Jolie. Nice and easy. And don't you worry, I'm going to be plugging in those links in the show notes below. If you haven't already clicked on it, you should probably go ahead and do so and give her a little sub. Or pay her tribute. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) And, oh my gosh, like, Vanessa, it was so much fun chatting with you today. I had so much fun learning all about this fun fetish called a fandom. And I'm so glad you were able to take the opportunity to chat with me today to kind of break everything down and give us, like, a fandom 101 class. So, (laughs) thank you. Yeah, I'm really glad I was here. And thanks for having me. You are so welcome. And don't forget, everyone, it's Stripped by Sia on Instagram. It's also Stripped by Sia on Twitter. Or get at me on my personal Instagram. It's Sia. Steph, if you have any comments, complaints, or whatever. I mean, hopefully no complaints. (laughs) Or good feedback or whatever. But it's new episodes every single Sunday. Don't forget to like, rate, share, review, and subscribe. And we'll catch everyone in for another new episode next Sunday. Thanks, Vanessa. Listening to Strip by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, artwork by Maria Bellandorama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Dabern.